Hello, and welcome to Wicked Wednesdays, your weekly podcast on sex and sexuality, with an emphasis on BDSM kink and poly relationships. I'm your host, Wicked Fellow, and this week we're going to talk about threesomes. Very titillating, I know, and throughout this episode and possibly a follow-up episode, I'll delve into the poly aspects of it, the non-poly aspects, and also some kink-based working with more than one submissive at a time, for example. Before we get started this week, I want to welcome our new Patreon supporters, Mia, Carol, Lexi, and Ahren. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate your support. Helps keep this thing going, really gives me an incentive to get in here and record. And I literally could not have put the studio together. I couldn't afford to host the website. I couldn't afford to run the podcasting, servicing, all that stuff costs money. And I really appreciate your guys' support. If you would like to become a Patreon supporter, head over to wickedfellow.com. You'll find all of our links there. Our adult sites are linked there. Our social sites are linked there. You can reach out to me directly on there. If you're looking for anything related to the studio, it's hosted on wickedfellow.com. So, threesomes. As a poly person, one of the things that people usually assume about polyamorous relationships is that, oh, it's just threesomes and foursomes and everybody having sex with everybody all the time. And usually that's not the case. Uh, Most polyamorous relationships, you have separate couples that intertwine with each other. So I have a partner and we may be intimate with each other, but that doesn't mean that all of my partners are intimate with each other or that I'm intimate with all of them at the same time. You know, while it certainly can happen and it does happen and it happens a lot in my relationships... That's not necessarily because we're poly. It's because we're kind of kinky and we like doing fun sexual stuff and experimenting sexually, etc. There are a lot of poly couples that never have threesomes, never have anything other than one-on-one interactions intimately with multiple different people. So I do kind of want to dispel the myth that just because someone's poly means that they're always having sex in threesomes and foursomes, etc. It's not usually the case. I would say that even with me, most of my relationships with my individual partners don't overlap into intimacy. That caveat aside, sometimes they do. And that's why I want to talk about my experiences with threesomes and maybe some advice on how to have successful, happy, healthy sex with more than one person at the same time. As far as threesomes go, I've had a lot of them as far as at least according to sexual surveys that I read, and I'm always interested in human sexual psychology. I'm interested in that field, obviously. This is what I do. So if you read the surveys that say, you know, how many lifetime partners do you have? Have you ever engaged in this type of sex? Have you ever had a threesome, etc.? Obviously, you need to take some of those results, some of those surveys with a grain of salt, because whenever you're asking people about their intimate personal history there's a strong bias to not necessarily be truthful. It's one of those things where men tend to over-report their sexual practices and their partners. Women tend to under-report. In our society, there's a clear reason for that, right? Guys that have a lot of sexual partners are seen as manly and they're studs and wow, what a player. And women who have lots of sexual partners are castigated for that and treated as of being a bad character, and there's a lot of words we can use to describe that, ones that I don't believe. I feel like anything that's good for one side is good for the other. So because of that social bias, where a guy that has, you know, a hundred sexual partners is seen as, wow, that guy's really amazing, 
And a woman that has a hundred sexual partners is, oh, wow, she has really loose morals and she's a really bad person. There's an obvious disincentive for people to accurately report their sexual experiences. So I think anytime you read one of these surveys, you do have to take it with a grain of salt. I know my own personal sexual history and I know what's true and not true about myself. So according to these surveys, I've had far, far more threesome relationships than the average American, the average person in general, as far as I know. And it started really early with me. One of my very first sexual experiences was in a threesome situation. So maybe I got kind of skewed early on and that I didn't realize how rare and exceptional it was because I was introduced to it so early on. But since then, I've had a lot of experience having sex with more than one person at the same time, both with two men and one woman or two women and one man. I've also had foursome and plus experiences, but in my experience at least, anytime you have more than three, you almost always have a pairing off. So a foursome is really two couples having sex in the same room or on the same bed. It seems rare to me anyway that four people can really intertwine in a sexual way. I'm sure it can be done. In my experience, it's kind of pairing off of couples. So once you get above three, you end up having group sex with several different people having sex in the same space, which is also lots of fun. On the kind of flip side of those sexual surveys, more women will report having had a threesome than men will. And that may be honest because I think women are much more open to the idea of being intimate with someone of the same sex. There's a lot of stigma associated with men sleeping with other men. This is bad stigma. I'm not agreeing with this, but there is a lot of stigma. Anytime that two men are naked in the same room together, if they're not professional porn actors, they're automatically seen as, well, these guys are homosexual. These guys are gay. Whereas when two women are naked in the same room together, that same stigma does not apply socially. As always, I'm not saying these things are good or healthy. I'm just dealing with the world that we live in. So when people hear that I've had sex in a threesome situation with another man, they automatically assume, oh, well, are you, are you bi? Are you gay? What's going on with that? And the answer is no. I'm not usually in these situations interacting intimately with the other man, so to speak, though personally I have no problem with that. I'm not attracted to men in that way. And... I think there's a lot of insecurity that comes along with that. A lot of guys don't want to be naked with another man in a threesome situation. So while they, their ideal threesome may be two women and them, they seldom stray into the, I want to have sex with a woman with another man there. That is, again, one of those weird things where a lot of American men love seeing two women kissing, but seeing two men kissing grosses them out and they abhor that. Does it make any sense? No, not at all. But that is the groundwork I have to lay to talk about this stuff. Because you'll find that women, woman, man threesomes are far more common in real life than man, man, woman, which you often see in porn, but you rarely see in the real world. It's much more rare to find two men in the real world who are willing to be naked with each other and have sex with someone than it is to find two women who are willing to do that. And that's, we can delve into the psychology of that. I'm sure that someone has done a much more studied, well, a much more studied study on this than I have. But this is just my personal experience, what I've seen, people that I've known. When you talk to guys about having threesomes, 
they don't want to talk about having another dick in the room. And that's, that's something that you'll often see on dating sites, for example, and we'll get into dating in a bit. So even with me, and the same thing applies, I've had a lot more threesomes with other women than I've had threesomes with another man involved. You know, three or four times in my life have I been in a threesome situation where another man was there versus a lot of times have I been in threesome situations with two women. And I think that my personal experience in this realm does reflect the statistics involved with threesomes in the general population. So, you know, ins and outs, how does it work? Not to make a pun there. Having a threesome with somebody, with some buddies, there's always kind of a delicate balancing act getting into that situation. I mentioned earlier that we talk about the dating thing, and that is where I think threesomes tend to get kind of a bad name in that you'll have a couple whose sex life is flagging, they're not really having fun with each other, and one of them has the bright idea of, oh, well, let's involve another person into our sex life, and that will spice things up. And that's referred to as unicorn hunting. It's often referred to in the scene as unicorn hunting, meaning that finding a woman or a man who's willing to join another couple in their sexual play is like finding a unicorn. They're very, very rare. And poly people face this a lot, especially poly women. And I know a lot of poly women who really don't like unicorn hunting. You know, a couple that wants to involve them in their sex life as kind of a sex toy, but doesn't really want to have a relationship with them outside of the bedroom. And that's how a lot of these threesome situations end up badly, is that you'll have a poly person... They get interest from the man or the woman in the relationship because they want to add a third person to their sex life, but they only want to add a third person to their sex life. They don't want to add a third person to their life. And that's the opposite of what being poly means. If you want to date me or another person in a polyamorous situation, it has to go deeper than you just want to spice up your bedroom life for me. And obviously I'm sure there are people out there that that's all they want too. And that's awesome. If they just want to have a sexual relationship and they don't want to get involved in the daily ins and outs of what having another boyfriend or girlfriend means, that's totally fine. But that's not really what polyamory is. Polyamory means having a relationship, having a fully fledged, fully realized relationship with another person not just bringing in somebody as a sex toy and then asking them to go away and not bother you until you want to see them in your bed again. So, while I try not to speak in absolutes, let me give you a close to absolute advice. If the sex life between you and your partner is flagging and it's not what it should be and it's not very happy and you're not having a very good time with each other, simply adding in another person is not going to fix that. I don't think any relationship has been saved from the doldrums by simply adding in another person. It usually takes a lot more than that. And I will say that having had a lot of threesomes, when you involve somebody else in your sex life, if the two primary people in the relationship, say, aren't really connecting with each other sexually, adding a third person is not going to make that easier. It's kind of like Polly in general. If a couple is having a lot of interpersonal conflict and they're not getting along very well, adding in another element, adding in another person, usually does not solve those interpersonal relationships. So healthy polyamorous relationships happen when you do have a good relationship with your partner, and then you add in another person to share in all this goodness, 
not someone to come in and share in all the unhappiness and badness that you have going on. The same thing is true in bed. If you guys aren't clicking sexually, just adding in another person isn't going to make that better. If anything, it tends to make things worse. And when we talk about polyamory, we often talk about jealousy issues being involved. If you take that up a level and you add, you know, actual physical intimacy into a three-way relationship, those jealousy problems can get out of hand in a hurry. So when we talk about the practical aspects of having a threesome, if there's jealousy involved, if there's you're paying more attention to him or her than you're paying attention to me, that's going to be adding gasoline to that bonfire of jealousy. So I wouldn't recommend seeking out having a threesome situation unless you already have a solid, strong, healthy, happy relationship with your sexual partner. Adding in a third person just for spice is not going to make things better. It's going to ruin everything, in my experience. A threesome situation requires a lot of trust and a lot of good communication and healthy, open communication about relationships before you go and add in a third person, in my experience. You know, on those same lines, I feel like both people in that sexual relationship have to want to have a threesome. It really can't be one party wants a threesome and the other party is okay with it or doesn't hate the idea enough to say, no, I'm not going to do this. And again, we're dealing with real life interpersonal relationships. So what often happens is the guy in the relationship wants to have a threesome. The woman in the relationship doesn't really want to have a threesome, but she's willing to go along with it because it's something she knows her partner really wants. And of course, this can happen the other direction. But again, in my experience, it's usually pressure coming from the guy wanting to have this threesome, wanting to have this experience that they fantasized about or seen in porn, etc. And kind of dragging the other partner along. You know, again, before you embark upon this threesome journey, make sure that your partner wants to come along with you. Make sure that this is something they're comfortable with, that's exciting to them, that they really want to do. And you'll find that if they are, if this is something where they are also sexually excited by the idea of adding in a third person, you're going to have a lot better time than if you are dragging along a willing-ish partner, someone that kind of doesn't want to do it, but is happy to give it a try for you. Can that work out in the end? Yes. Can someone who is really unwilling to have that relationship, but doesn't want to make a fuss and cause trouble, have fun in that relationship? In my experience, not that frequently. So be careful about pushing your partner into something they don't want to do. Just like anything we do in kink, anything we do in poly, you can't change the rules of a relationship midstream and expect your partner to go along with it because they're in the relationship with you, you know? So I believe that negotiation process has to be a, a fundamental aspect of it. Do you want to try this? And I can tell you that even asking that question can set off a lot of alarms in a partner. If your partner comes to you and says, I want to have sex with you and another person, it's very easy for them to feel like, oh, you know, obviously I'm not exciting. I'm not making them happy. They want somebody else besides me. And these are parallel problems that you often see in couples that are trying polyamory for the first time, for example. If you're in a you know, happy relationship with your partner and you bring up the idea of seeing somebody else, it can be very difficult for them not to see that as, well, 
if you're seeking somebody else, then you're obviously not happy with me. And that makes me feel bad. And that's a fundamental problem people face when they talk about polyamory. Anything that I say in regards to a threesome is all of that stuff and then taken to another level. Because again, we're talking about physical intimacy and a lot of people get very sensitive and very insecure about their sex life and about their intimacy. And that's natural. That's not something that is a fault of theirs. It doesn't mean that they're not open sexually. It doesn't mean that they're repressed if they haven't really thought about inviting another person into the bedroom with you two. That's a big step for a lot of people. And you need to be understanding and willing to, you know, first of all, respect their wishes. And if they say they don't want to do it, that's kind of the end of the conversation. You don't want to be the one that's coercing somebody to do something that they don't want to do. That's not consensual. That's not healthy in any relationship. So understand the limitations of your personal relationship. If that's not something that your partner's into, then it's not going to work out well. It's going to be very hard for them to go from, I don't want to do this to, wow, I really enjoy this. And we've talked in the past about being willing to do things for your partner and being game and being a team player. Absolutely. But if something's making you uncomfortable and making you unhappy and making you feel bad, then your partner's asking too much of you. And you have every right to say, look, I love you. I love this relationship. I have a lot of fun with you sexually, but I don't want to do this thing that you're asking me to do. That's a very valid thing to bring to your partner. And your partner really needs to respect that no matter what that thing is, whether it's kink, BDSM, handcuffs, having a threesome, opening up your relationship to be polyamorous. You know, there are certain things you don't have to do just to keep your partner happy. And that's the way things are. And as the partner that's asking, when you ask somebody a question, you need to be prepared to receive a negative answer and accept that. So as usual, you know, I, I believe in having consensual, kinky, fun, crazy sex. But the consensual is the key part. And I wanted to lay that groundwork before I even got into the subject of how to have a successful threesome. So we've laid the groundwork about we want to talk to our partner, get their consent, talk to them about is it okay with them if we explore bringing a third person into our bed. Let's approach it from the optimum and your partner is into it and they're attracted to the person that you want to bring into the bedroom with you. Because remember, you know, you're a dude in this relationship and you've got a female partner and you want them to be intimate with your other female partner. You're asking a lot of somebody to open themselves up and be vulnerable and intimate with somebody that, you know, may be a complete stranger to them, depending on how close their relationship is in your polyamorous or your not polyamorous relationship. You know, that's a big step for a lot of people. It's something that really can't be stressed enough that you're saying, hey, this person you've never really met before, we want to bring them into the bedroom and have you have sex with them. You know, that's a big ask of any partner. But again, we're going to move from the optimum. Your partner's into it and they're attracted to the person you want them to be intimate with. And then you start moving towards that threesome. And I think the ideal threesome should be very exciting, but should also feel natural. It shouldn't be something that you feel uncomfortable about going into it. And we can talk about uh, threesomes in a kink environment, in a BDSM environment, where sometimes that feeling of being a bit uncomfortable and being a bit 
consensually non-consented into it, that's a whole other subject. And we will talk about that and the excitement that's involved in that. But for the moment, let's talk about, you know, non-kinky kind of normal threesomes, which is kind of an oxymoron, I know. But we're, we're dealing in the vanilla realm more than the kink realm. So you want to have a threesome, your partner's into it, everybody's into the idea, there's mutual attraction, everybody feels comfortable with each other. You know, what are the nuts and bolts about getting into a threesome situation? Well, just like any sexual situation, I'd say that foreplay is a very important part of getting in there, right? You really can't just airdrop somebody into a sexual situation. You can't be having sex and just invite somebody to come in and they take their clothes off and join you. That's kind of awkward, right? So just like you would approach any sexual situation, you know, you, you ease into the situation. You give them time to feel comfortable. And the foreplay element with all three of you playing together in that foreplay is a key part of it. And it allows you a buffer area where if it starts to not feel right, if it starts to feel like, yeah, I thought this was a good idea, but now that I have my hands on this person and we're kissing and you know what, I really don't want to go further than this. That's a really low stakes way of saying, yeah, I'm, I know I said that I wanted to try this and I'm trying it and I don't like it. I don't want to continue while that's awkward and it can be uncomfortable for everybody involved, it's much less awkward than take your clothes off, we're all going to jump in bed together and see what happens. You know, it really depends on the people involved in this situation, obviously. But the successful, fun, exciting, happy threesomes that I've had have felt very natural with everybody involved feeling that sexual energy and wanting to play and being in the moment, in the mood, wanting to do this. So whenever you have a threesome situation, it's incumbent on everybody in that situation to pay attention to everybody else in that situation, right? It can feel really awkward if you're with your partner in a threesome situation and it seems like they're focusing all of their attention on this other person and they're completely ignoring you. It can, it's very easy to feel left out of a threesome situation. So part of that's incumbent on the people involved. Like you have to participate. If you just lay there in the bed still and don't actively join the couple that's being romantic, then yeah, you can kind of get excluded. You can self-exclude yourself from that situation. So playing along, getting involved, involving yourself is a big part of it. But it's also incumbent upon the people that are actively playing to make sure that other person feels welcome and feels comfortable and is involved and so you know nuts and bolts stuff if you're in a threesome situation and you're really being very passionate with one of the people in that situation it's very important for you to look up from time to time and make sure that the other person in that situation is also involved and also having a good time and also feels welcome because again it's very easy to exclude somebody even by accident you don't necessarily mean to exclude them but you get very focused on what you're doing. And then the next thing you know, there's another person that feels like they are an outsider in an intimate situation, which is an extremely uncomfortable place to be. So important for everybody involved to play along, but also important for everybody involved to be aware of the other person in the room, making sure that they feel welcome, that they feel 
included and encouraged. And that can be as simple as, you know, from the very beginning in the foreplay realm, I've been kissing this person and petting with this person and really enjoying them. Now I need to shift my attention and pet and play and kiss with this other person and make sure that everything is balanced. Make sure that things feel good for everybody, encouraging them to play with each other if that's something that's comfortable for them. You know, again, in my situation where I've had a lot of threesomes and they're mostly me with two women, women are much more comfortable playing with each other than two men seem to be comfortable playing with each other. And that will be based entirely on the people involved, obviously. But in my experience, guys don't tend to like to be intimate with other guys, even in a threesome situation. It's both of them focusing their attention on one woman instead of everybody playing along. If that's comfortable and everybody feels okay with that, great. And I've had situations where it was very much that. It was two guys focusing their attentions on one woman and everybody felt good and comfortable with that. I've certainly been in situations where one party didn't necessarily want to be intimate with the other party, but they were happy playing with the third person together. That's kind of what I'm speaking of there. And again, if everybody feels good about that, you know, even if it's two women and they don't want to kiss necessarily, they don't want to be intimate with each other, but they both want to focus their attention on the male in the situation and they're comfortable and they feel good about that. I'm not saying that there has to be a perfect three-way division of physical intimacy for a threesome to be successful. It's just the matter of making sure that the other person in the room, if you're a couple and you've invited another person, make sure they feel comfortable, make sure they feel included. If you're in a couple situation and you invite a third person, again, don't focus all of your attention on that other person and neglect your partner and neglect the person that you're usually with. Again, this is going to the vanilla side, the normal threesome side. When we talk about having threesomes in a kink situation, sometimes the opposite is true. In a kink situation, sometimes the kink is... I want you to be with my partner and I want to be tied up on a chair feeling helpless. That may be a very kinky thing and that may be very fun and exhilarating for them. But obviously in a normal situation, in a, I don't want to say normal, in a standard threesome situation, tying one of the people to the chair and making them watch would be uncomfortable for them. That's the upside down topsy-turvy world of kink where sometimes something that would be really bad in a normal situation is the most exciting thing ever in a kink situation. We'll save that for the, the kink-specific side of threesomes. Threesomes, are they fun? Yeah, they can be a lot of fun. They can be very exciting, very stimulating, exhilarating. The newness, the taboo factor, all those things play in, and it can be a lot of fun for everybody involved. It can also be super awkward and not really fun for anybody involved, as is true for sex in general right? Nobody has amazing sex with everybody they meet all the time. Sometimes there's a lot of chemistry between two people and you get to the bedroom and you realize that you are completely incompatible in the bedroom. You get along great in the restaurant, but in the bedroom, you guys just do not mix. And the same is going to be true of a three-way situation, but you're adding in another element. So the likelihood of everybody clicking and having a great time is lower more than a third lower, I think. So you have to be aware that you finally got to try this thing that you've been excited about and fantasizing about. And wow, you know what? All three of us just don't work well together sexually. So 
this was awful and this was horrible and this was uncomfortable. Yeah, that can certainly happen. And I would love to say that every threesome I've had has been successful, but that is not true. I'm fortunate that many more have been successful than unsuccessful, but I've definitely had threesomes where there wasn't a good connection. Everybody was willing going in, but once things started happening, one or more of the parties realized that this wasn't nearly as fun as they thought it was going to be. But that's kind of a risk you take. With anything sexual, with anything intimate, with anything new and something you haven't done before, obviously the risk of it not working out is there. That's part of what makes it thrilling in the first place. So if trying a threesome is something you've always wanted to do, it's always been a fantasy of yours, I would encourage you to try it. You know, get out there and, and find willing partners who want to do that with you. It can be hard. It can be very difficult to find three people who want to be intimate with each other. But it can certainly happen. And as I said, you know, step one, communicate with your partner. Communicate with your partners when you want to have a threesome situation. Make sure everybody's on board. Make sure everybody wants to give it a try. And then ease into it. You know, nice, good, relaxing foreplay. Letting people decide if this feels good for them. And if it feels good for everybody, move on and try more intimacy. If it feels great for everybody, it will feel natural and it'll feel fun and it'll be something that you want to do again. So that post threesome conversation when you're talking with your partner and they hopefully feel comfortable telling you, you know, that was a lot of fun. I, I really would like to try that again. Great. If afterwards they tell you, yeah, I didn't hate it, but I'm not really anxious to try it again. That wasn't the most fun thing I've ever done. You know, that's life. That's how things work in any sort of sexual situation. But we'll leave it there for the now. You know, kind of an overview of threesomes. An overview of doing them in a healthy way with good consent and communication with all parties. I'm going to continue this conversation when we talk about BDSM and threesomes and involving more than one person in your kink play. I want to talk to Kachi as well, who's had a lot of experience with threesomes and, you know, exhilarating times, fun times, and also this is uncomfortable. This wasn't as much fun as I wanted it to be times. As always, I welcome your feedback and your questions and comments. This subject came up because one of my fans asked me about threesomes in general, and I wanted to lay some groundwork on basic threesome etiquette before I got more into this is how to have a really good threesome or these are things you should really avoid in a threesome etc so yeah i think we'll definitely talk about this some more perhaps next week until then visit us at wickedfellow.com if you want to be a patron that would be awesome i have been posting weekly updates there with some behind the scenes information some tips and tricks and life lessons, movie reviews, all that kind of fun stuff. And I will continue to put out more and more stuff on Patreon as I learn how to do that better, as I get better at interacting with that site and my patrons specifically. You guys are absolute heroes. All of my viewers, all of my subscribers, everybody that is part of our little family, I appreciate you guys so much. This has been a lot of fun for me. And it's something that I want to get better at. Something that I want to hone my craft and put out the very best information I can. As always, consent is king. Take very good care of each other. And I'll see you next week. Have my delicious beverage, which may or may not be an adult beverage. I don't know what YouTube's rules are on uh, consuming adult beverages on camera. But for all you know, this could be a glass of milk. <laughs>